0: People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels.
2: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are...
0: This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
3: It is The Jesse Kelly Show. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Can you feel it in the air? We need to talk about Drugs. Hang on, we'll get to that, a, that'll be in a second. We have the governor of Nebraska coming on today. I just want to point out, Jewish producer Chris and I, about like two years ago, we were doing a 7 to 8 o'clock at night show that nobody listened to. And now we have governors in the country calling and asking to come on the show. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> we have no business being here at all. These Ask Dr. Jesse questions are all over the map. Obviously, we have important ones like who would win in a fight? Val Kilmer's Doc Holiday or Clint Eastwood? What, Chris? But in all seriousness, we have some heavy ones today. There's a heavy marriage question today. Lady has a real axe to grind with the hubby we have a arranged marriage question guy wants to know about teaching his kids something someone else wants to talk about disney somebody's moving their family I, it is all over the map politics history everything it's going to be this is going to be our best day ever cuz i'm so excited but first let's talk about drugs specifically let's talk about the first opium war Have you ever heard of the opium wars? Some people, I would guess half the population has maybe heard of them. You don't really know much about them. You don't care that much about them. Fascinating, fascinating things. Let's go to China. Understand that China at this point, we're in the 1800s. 1800s. And China by now, it's it's over 1,000 years old civilization-wise. And they have a lot to be proud of. I mean, from their technology and science and the uh, the cleanliness of their people, they had mastered water sanitation and their beautiful castles. And And when I say China, you're going to naturally sneer because you think of the dirty commies, Chinese scum that run China today. But if they weren't communists, I would go to China every year just for the history. There, it's endless there, the cool stuff that happened. But as it is now, I'm not going to spend a dime on those sorry communists. But you need to know this is prior to Mao and communists and all and communism and all that stuff. And they have a lot to be proud of. They know they have a lot to be proud of. Remember this. The history of the world is prejudice of some kind. Because every single human being, you included, holds some kind of prejudice in your heart. Whatever the case, you might be prejudiced against black people, white people, Christians, Jews, Muslims, tall people, short people, fat people, Italians, sorry, sorry, Canadians. Whatever the case may be, you, you because of your life experiences and because of how you were raised, you hold some prejudice. That's not because you're a bad person. It's because you're a human being. China, they thought Chinese people were flat out better than everyone else. And they thought everyone else, and I mean the most modern nations on earth, were barbarians. Our story today is China dealing with Great Britain, who is by now, at this point in the story, unquestionably the greatest empire on earth. There's not even a close second right now. In China, they thought the British were these uncouth barbarians. To China, they looked at the Brits and thought, who are these Neanderthals? I can't believe they can feed themselves. That's how arrogant China was. Now, in their defense, it wasn't without reason. They had a civilization that predated ancient Rome and had been great for so long. They had been so good for so long. They kind of had a right to think maybe we are just superior and everyone else is lower than dirt. But they had something... That was really, really hurting them, and this does happen from time to time. Because they thought they were so superior, they chose to become an extremely insular nation. They didn't want to trade with you. They didn't want to talk with you. They didn't want to know what you were doing. They didn't want to hear about your newfangled technology. They didn't want to hear about these trade goods. Why would we have to deal with you? We are China. You're a barbarian. We are China. We are superior. Well, the problem with that way of thinking is, I mean, how often do we talk about bubbles on this show? Avoid being in one People who get in one, get in serious trouble. This applies to nations, too. China had been so great, so advanced for so long, and so insular for so long. They didn't realize the world was advancing rapidly, technology-wise, industrial-wise. They weren't superior anymore. Oh, they had been for a long time. Now, they were flat-out backwards. And not only are they backwards, they're backwards backwards. And they have things that the rest of the world wants. You really, really don't want to be the tiny tribe that's using bows and arrows sitting on top of a gold mine. That never works well at all. Now, in China's case, it wasn't gold, but it was silk. The world was dying for this stuff. And it was tea. Don't make fun of that. I know you don't drink much tea probably because you're a God-fearing American who drinks coffee. Unlike those dirty Brits, but just know this was not a small thing for Britain. Tea was huge for them, and they had taxed it because it was so big there. They had taxed tea at 100%. Tea funded the British government, funded the British government. It was not a small thing, and they were getting that from China as well, kind of. Here was the trade situation because, again, China was so insular. Oh, okay, you can you can come, and, and remember, this is the Qing dynasty. They have an emperor, and this is going to hurt them, too. He is basically a god to them and considers himself to be a god and considers himself to be superior to everyone else on the planet, like me. Anyway, what, Chris? Anyway, the trade situation is this. Oh, okay, Britain, you would like our tea. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. You can use exactly one port. You know China has all obviously right there on the ocean. You can use one port, Britain. You can only use it for part of the year. And when you come to our port, we're not going to sell anything back to you. You bring me money and I'll give you tea. Now, I have to explain something about old trade that's going to sound boring in detail, but it does matter a lot to our story, especially back then. I mean, then and now, but especially back then, what you never, ever, 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 ever wanted to do was have a ship or a wagon empty because it took too much time And you're cutting your profits in half. The way world trade worked was I'm going to load up a bunch of cotton on my sailing vessel. And I'm going to sail it over to Britain who wanted said cotton. And once I get there and all this is prearranged, you are then going to load me up with goods that I will turn around and take right back to the place where I got the cotton. That's how it worked. That's the only way you made a profit. You're not making a profit on one way. In fact, you're losing money. You need both ways in order to turn a profit at all. Britain was not getting this. Britain was sending back a bunch of empty ships. Bring me your silver, said China. We'll sell you some tea and then run on about your way. We're not doing really trade with you. We'll sell you a little tea, but that's all. This was always going to be a temporary situation. How temporary? You're about to find out. Eden Pure Thunderstorm has changed my life. And I'm not going to say it saved my life, even though it does kill bacteria, it does kill viruses, it kills mold and prevents the spread of mold and mildew. It takes odors out of the air. But when I say it's changed my life, this is what I mean. I used to wake up in the morning and my eyes would feel like sandpaper. That's what got me with the allergies. It wasn't as much the sneezing and the running nose and stuff like that. My eyes used to drive me nuts. I'd I'd tear through eye drops by the gallon. I don't use eye drops anymore. I wake up now and my eyes feel good. I didn't even know what it was like to have your eyes feel good until I got an Eden Pure Thunderstorm. In fact, I got three of them. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code Jesse at checkout for ten bucks off. Jesse Kelly back soon.
2: Now, here's what drives the driver. In the states
3: that are affected, here's what you can do, the drivers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh when I come back, but whenever you play those Joe Biden ones, all I can think to myself is, gosh, we are so screwed. (laughs) Play it again, Chris.
2: Now, here's what drives the driver uh, in the states that are affected,
3: here's what that you can do, the drivers. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's the leader of the free world. Oh. All right, stop. I'm crying. All right. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877 377 Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We have a governor coming on in a little while. Governor of Nebraska. That's going to be sweet. These Ask Dr. Jesse questions are heavy. Somebody wants to know, do I leave my communist area when I have my family here? I want my kids out, but I don't want... So we're going to get to that. We have some really, really, really good questions today. Y'all brought it today. But first, I have to finish my story about the first opium war. The situation is not going to be a long-lasting one. China selling tea, but not loading up these ships and taking anything back. Now, I've done shows on this before, and I'll do another show in the past. There's never been anything like, I mean, if there is, I don't know about it. There's never been anything like the East India Company. What this was, was a, quote, private company. It was a private company. Granted, it had a real partnership with the British government. It was stocked with members of the British aristocracy, but this is a private country, company. I need you to think about this like you think about uh, Amazon. Think about this like you think about Amazon. They decided to rule the Indian Ocean. They had a fleet. They took over India. And when I say took over India, I mean governed the country. They printed their own money. They had their own military. This is a private company, but also Kind of part of Britain. I mean, it's a British company. There's no question about that. But they're in a money crunch at this point in time in our story. Why? Well, that whole taking over India thing. Yeah, that was nice. But wars are absurdly expensive. That's why nations only do it and not private companies. The East India Company was in a money crunch. We have now reached the point in our story where China is in serious trouble. Because the East India Company, they take a look over there east and say, oh, oh, that'll solve our money crunch right now. How are they going to solve the money crunch? The poppy plant. I'm not going to bore you with all the details on the poppy plant, how they get opium from it. You You have to cut the pod and dry it and do all these other things. But just know this. It is a plant. It has, they get opium from it, and all you need to know about that is, one, it's going to get you very high and feeling very, very good, and two, you're going to get addicted to it, and it's going to ruin your life. You really do not want to dabble in that world. We have have an opium crisis, an opioid crisis, I should call it here in the United States of America, a big one. I mean, big one, they think it's less than 1%, but it's certainly a significant portion of our population dying, fentanyl, all this. It's not really a heavily reported story. We have a fraction of the problem China was about to have. Britain's plan, the East India Company's plan was this. Okay, these Chinese don't want to sell us goods. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to grow a bunch of these poppy plants. We are then going to smuggle these drugs into China and we're going to get their population hooked on opium. We're going to make a fortune selling these people opium and at the same time, maybe get some benefits of their society turning into a bunch of mush heads. And it starts to work like a charm. Britain, like most drug dealers, starts out doing this the smart, controlled way because it's really the East India company. And when I say smart, controlled way, this is what I mean. Opium is not cheap. And opium, like I said, it destroys your motivation then and now. Any opioids, that's just what they do. They destroy your motivation. And look, believe me, this is not me. I'm not your father. This is not me judging you for that time you you smoked a J in college. I'm not doing that. I'm talking about real serious opioid addiction, it just destroys your motivation. But anyway, because it's expensive and because it destroys your motivation, it was mainly something for the rich in the beginning. And that's what the East India Company wanted. They weren't out to destroy the poor. They were out to give the rich people in China a new vice. You don't need motivation. You have wealth and, and servants and everything else. You have b- big parties. You know, Chinese people like parties like everyone else has parties. Why don't you have a big party with your fellow rich friends and spot Chinese chicks? And why don't you, well, why don't we smoke a little opium? Get a little high. Feel pretty good, right? And so for a while, it's fairly controlled and it's going okay. And Britain wants to take it slow because they really don't want the Chinese emperor and his advisors to become aware of how big the problem is and what Britain is doing because the emperor is going to get really, really mad. Two things happen that end up just totally screwing this entire thing. One, the Brits decide they're breaking up the East India Company's monopoly on this lucrative trade getting opium into, into China. Why does that matter? Well, remember all that control I just talked about? Oh yeah. We're going to bring you some opium, not a bunch, j- just enough. We'll keep the price high cause we're not bringing it in in bulk. And this is just for the rich people. So it's not going to be a big deal, right? No, no big deal. Yeah, as soon as every other company gets a hold of it, what do you think would happen if there was a lucrative industry and now instead of one company control it, there are 30? How many does it take for you to figure out, okay, this is huge, I'm going to get rich? So they just start importing it in bulk, driving the price down on it. As soon as the price gets driven down, you have now priced in the poor people and the peasants and the shop owners and the... Now you have a situation where mass quantities of the Chinese people are hooked on opium. It becomes such a part of their society, they start giving it to their babies. I'm not, not making that up just for pain. They, they, they start hooking people on this stuff from, from early, early childhood. And so that happened. And the second thing that happened was this. You ever see those crime movies or read a crime book or a crime documentary, whether it be real life or or fiction? You ever do any of that about the drug dealer coming on up? You know, starts out usually stealing, kills a couple guys, trying to get trying to make a name for himself in the drug business, whatever it is. Mexican sicarios, whatever it is. And then eventually. Because of his success, what happens? What happens universally? Real life. Big old fancy car, big old fancy jewels, big old fancy house, bunch of bodyguards. You know what brings down crime bosses, gangsters all the time? They're rubbing it in law enforcement's face. Law enforcement doesn't know or doesn't care until you're the drug dealer Frank Lucas and you show up at a Muhammad Ali fight and you sit in the front row and you wear a jacket that is worth $200,000. Now you're on somebody's radar. Who is this guy? Why is he wearing a $200,000 jacket? Soon, have fun in prison. What tipped off the Chinese emperor that they had a problem? I will tell you. And then you're asked Dr. Jesse questions next. Jake's mint chew will help you quit dipping. It will, it will get you through it. It's not easy, and because it's not easy. You need help. And I hate saying that because dudes don't like to think that way, right? I didn't. When I was trying to quit, you know what I tried to do first? This is the first thing I tried. Uh, I'm just going to go cold turkey. No, I don't I don't need help. I'm a man. I can quit anytime I want. Oh, look, a gas station. Maybe I'll just pull in and buy one more can. This will be the last one. You need help jake's mint chew is here to help it's tobacco free it's nicotine free it's even sugar free and it's the way you're going to quit dipping because it will get you that transition off of it go to jakesmintchew.com that's jakesmintchew.com use the promo code jesse j-e-s-s-e at checkout that gets you 20 percent off It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. We're talking opium war right now. We have Governor in Nebraska coming on today, and we have so many Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Some ladies' vaccinated friends were quite unfriendly. We are going to talk about that here in a minute. So we wrap this thing up with China's starting to catch on to the problem, to the opioid problem. Their society's going downhill, their economy is not doing well, and their people seem to be lacking all of a sudden. The British had opened up the trade of opium to other traders beyond just the East India Company and they're pouring it into China Is one. Two, the merchants, the Chinese merchants along the coastline Who are helping smuggle this stuff in are all of a sudden going from, oh, a middle class merchant to, wow, that's a nice castle you have there, Chi. These guys are stupid wealthy because they are essentially the drug, the the drug runners, the cartels of their kind. They're facilitating the entire drug industry for their country and China you're going to notice things like that. Wait a minute. Why are all of our merchants now wearing nothing but gold? I don't understand. Why is he driving the ancient version of a Chinese Bentley? He was just driving a Prius yesterday. What happened? The society starts going downhill. The emperor calls in a man. I'm just going to call him Lin. I'm not giving you these Chinese names because you'll get confused and I'll get confused and I don't say i right anyway. But he calls in a man named Lin and he says... You will eradicate the opium trade in this country. Go get it done now. And when you have that kind of authority from the emperor, you can do whatever you want. You can do absolutely whatever you want. Oh, and I should also mention the emperor at this point writes a letter to the Queen of England and tells her, and remember, he thinks everyone on earth is beneath him, everybody. And he writes her a letter and says, stop now. Don't let this happen anymore. The Queen's advisors get a hold of the letter before it gets to the Queen and trash it so she never sees it. So she she doesn't know it exists just to keep the money going. Well, this taskmaster starts to clamp down. He starts to seize goods. He's raiding factories that have opium in it. And he starts to board ships. He starts to board British ships. Now... You're China. I understand you're in a bubble and you've got the thousand-year dynasty and you're the best. Buddy, you are really unaware of how powerful the British are at this time. You don't just go storming on a British ship because you're, you're aching for a war at this point. And tensions are now rising between the nations. And little stupid incidents that can blow things up start rising. A couple of British sailors go on shore and get hammer housed. And beat some Chinese guy to death. It just—it's just a drunken bar fight. It was not—I mean, I wasn't there, but it's not supposed to be anything big. A drunken bar fight. They beat the guy to death. The British arrest the sailors. They don't let the Chinese arrest the sailors, and the British keep the sailors on their ships. Now the tension is way, way up. And now the emperor has had enough, and he says, "Get these Brits out." And part of getting them out is. The British merchant vessels and things like that that are here, a couple of British Navy ships, don't sell them any more food. Well, I want you to understand what a big deal that is. This isn't 2021 where if you take too many meals back to the local McDonald's, you can just drive down to the local Jack in the Box and get your cheeseburger there. If you're on a ship, you have to constantly be resupplied with food and water. That's, that's just life and the area where you're at decides you're not allowed to buy any more food, you're going to die. You're not going to get to another place in time to survive. You will die. This is a big big deal. It's almost like a reverse blockade. All right, you can't have food anymore. So the guy who's running these Navy ships, who's now not allowed to buy food, keeps trying to buy food. He keeps trying to buy food, and they say no. And finally he gets to a point And says, okay, you're going to sell me food or I'm going to open fire on your Chinese city. The Chinese don't sell him food because the emperor said don't sell him food. And he opens fire. This is called the Battle of Kowloon. Don't worry about the name of the battle because pretty much nobody dies. But you do need to know this. At the end of it, Britain decides to blockade the port. China is about to get smacked in the face with this thing called reality. The Chinese military, the Chinese Navy is ancient. It hasn't been updated since the 1600s. We're in the 1800s. And Britain has the greatest Navy in the history of the world. They're no match for the British Navy. And not only is... Or is Britain now tearing through China on the water? I mean, China is no match. And I mean no match. There's nothing they can do. The emperor, because he's the, quote, half-God emperor, people don't bring him bad news. How many times have we talked about getting so deep in a bubble and reaching a level of success where people don't bring you bad news? You can't be insulted. Now, in defense of the people around him, Emperors, Chinese emperors, it was not uncommon at all for them to have the person beheaded who brought them bad news. But that's a really, really bad policy because the emperor, right after the Brits blow the Chinese Navy out of the water, the emperor gets told, oh, we we scored a great victory, dominated them. The emperor thinks they won, and they're winning, and this is a man who deep down inside considers Chinese people to be far superior to everyone else anyway, so all this is is confirmation for him on what he already knows to be true. Well, these stupid British barbarians don't have any chance here, except they did. We're now at the point where Britain votes as a nation to go to war. This is the year 1840. The Royal Navy gets sent to China on a mission. What is that mission? You will take an island for yourself in China. One, you will take an island that it will be Brits. It will be a British island from now on. And all the goods we've we've lost over there, all the goods of ours, they trashed with boarding our ships and throwing stuff in the harbor. You will go get every penny we are owed from the Chinese. They take off with an army. And we are talking a modern British army with the best cannons, best rifles, bayonets, outstanding military discipline because they've been fighting all over the world, going up against the Chinese army that thought it was advanced. And they have swords and spears. They do have some black powder weapons, but there it is. I try to explain this to you. It is equivalent to you having a single-shot shotgun, standing across a large field, and I'm on the other side of it with an AR-15 and 630-round mags. You're going to die. That's the difference in the weapons disparity we're dealing with here. we're t- All guns are not the same. The Chinese simply are getting mopped up. Even their land forts have not been updated. The British Royal Navy will sail up to these forts that look out over the water, and the forts had guns that didn't move. They just were fixed in a certain place, which is ancient. The, the ships, the naval ships would just sail around them and bomb these forts out of existence. At one point in time, Britain—I mean, you should see the old ships China China's using. At one point, Britain brings over a steam-powered iron ship. Yes, the first one of those that gets put into the water. This thing is going really, really bad. How did it end? I'll tell you in a second, and then we'll get to your ass, Dr. Jesse questions. Hang on. out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. Northwest Retention Systems, they do the thing that I treasure most. They put individual attention on the products they sell. That's what matters. Why do you think mass-produced food is terrible? In all seriousness, you go to a big banquet. Why do you think it's terrible? Because... It's mass-produced because each and every one of those plates of food, it can't possibly receive individual attention. Stop buying your holsters from the big box hunting stores and buy them from the guy who's going to custom make them. Custom make them right here in America, too. That's Northwest Retention Systems. That's why the quality is so high. Go to nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the code JESSE at checkout. That gets you 10% off. It is the Jesse Kelly show. You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly, DC on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm also on locals. That's the one I can't be kicked off of. I do want to remind everybody again, I have a, a funeral to go to next week, and then I have to go to New York city for a bunch of stuff. Very exciting stuff, which I will be telling you about as soon as I'm allowed to tell you about it. But I just want you to understand this. Next week's show schedule for TV and radio is going to probably be relatively non-existent. It's just blown up. It's just going to be a blown up week. I can't apologize enough that you have to live without me. I can't imagine what, Chris? Look, I've never had to live without me, Chris. I can't imagine what that would be like. I'm sorry for being a nice person and feeling bad for people. You wouldn't know what that's like. Anyway, back to our story. Let's wrap this up here. The British just simply go pound the Chinese to dust. They take Hong Kong. If you want to know where that whole Britain Hong Kong thing ha- started, it's back here, first Opium War. Their navy is so superior, they're just flat out sailing up rivers and taking major ports. The Chinese finally try to rally they gather 50,000 troops up to take on 7 or 6,000 british troops and the chinese get blown out of the water again again the technology difference for an insular country that just weren't there the emperor still can't get real news his his advisors keep telling him they're winning when they're absolutely getting slaughtered the british are just tearing through the coast they go down they take shanghai They take so much of the Chinese empire, it's almost like they they had to stop because they they were almost conquering it by accident. They end up splitting the whole country between the north and south. Finally, the Chinese have to come to the table and sign something called the Treaty of Nanking. What it does, it opens up opium to free trade. And you remember that one port Britain was allowed to use for a few months a year? Now it opens up basically all of them. Britain then, once they do all of this, they also take Hong Kong officially. Now it's ours. Thanks, China. Appreciate your island. And finally, I mean, this is really what brought about the second opium war. Finally, Britain goes, oh, thanks for all that stuff. By the way, this war was really 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 expensive. Pay me. They made China pay for every dime they had paid on fight it paid to fight the war. What happened after the First Opium War? Well, the world noticed that China is one weak and two open for business. So it was no longer just China having a British problem. France came in. America came in. China, they call this, this is the beginning of the century of humiliation in China. China proceeded to get pillaged for a hundred years. I want you to understand, I, I tried to drive this home at the beginning of the show, as it applies to you and me. I want you to understand how big and long-lasting and advanced and incredible China was. Unstoppable, the top dog, the thousand-year dynasty. There's nothing we can't do. We do everything better than anyone else. And then they get treated like a concert outhouse for a hundred years by the rest of the world. Why? Because weakness, even temporary weakness, has a cost. Chris, find that Joe Biden clip and play it again right now. That Joe Biden clip you already played. I cannot emphasize this enough. I've been hammering it on the show. The world is watching when the president speaks. And when the president is like this, it can be deadly.
2: Now, here's what
3: drives the driver in the states that are affected here's what the, you can do the drivers
2: you guys are bad i'm not supposed to be answering all these questions i'm supposed to leave but i can't resist your questions
3: i don't care about his medical condition or whatever the reasons are if you are an old man suffering from d- senility or, or dementia or, or alzheimer's that's actually terrible it's, it's heartbreaking i've seen people go through it fine Go down to Florida, get some care, relax, rest. You're the leader of the free world. Lives are at stake and lives will be lost. Potentially lots of them. When we have a doddering old fool in the white house who cannot complete sentences because the world, why do you think they're all moving so fast? Did you know China's building up a massive naval fortress, essentially close to Hawaii or closer to Hawaii? Do you know why they feel free to do that? Why everybody, Hamas has launched like 17,000 rockets or something like that. 1,700 actually. But do you know why? Because they think, well, what's America going to do? the, The commander in chief isn't even a functional adult. What's a commander to do? I want you to understand this thing about being the best in the world doesn't last forever. And man, is it uncomfortable when it ends. Hang on.
2: 145 over 92.
1: 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke.
0: Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself, I didn't, now I do, uh, the impact of having a stroke.
2: My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't
0: speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it, or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor, check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council.
3: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373, Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Send in your questions. We have some doozies. We also have the governor of Nebraska coming up. Somebody wants to know, where should the headquarters of America's law enforcement and intelligence agencies be? Somebody, and I may have to just go ahead and tackle this one first. Somebody has a fairly heavy marriage question. Not... Not a light one like a lot of them are. This one's a fairly heavy one. I think we're going to have to buckle up and answer this one next, Chris. You ready for this? You ready for this, Chris? You know what? I know you're not. I am, though. I'm the look. I'm the Oracle. Chris, who more equipped to answer than me? Hang on. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off.
0: People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear, because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels.
2: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new
2: podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon,
0: Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the
2: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.